Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm really excited today to bring our guest to you. Our guest, uh, I just have uh, started to get a little bit of an understanding of what he what he does over the last couple of weeks. And if you remember back uh, when we did the podcast with Paul Wizakowski, he mentioned your one degree and how it was very impactful on his life. And so as I was kind of talking to Paul a little bit later on, I said, hey, Paul, I would love to see if we could have uh, Dave Jewett come on to the podcast and share a little bit about what the one degree is. And because he was so passionate about it, I wanted to figure out a way uh, to kind of share some of that message with our listeners. And so I am honored today to have the opportunity to have Mr. Dave Jewett, who has created the One Degree, on the podcast with us today. So first of all, uh, Dave, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to do this. And uh, kind of give us a little bit of an idea of who you are and, and what you've been up to. Well, it's good to be here. I spent 25 years in corporate life uh, in the aerospace. And, uh, but in my 20s, I really got involved in discipling men coming alongside of men and helping them get established in their in their faith. And as I got into my 40s, I started to see that myself and other men my age were really struggling with some things in terms of uh, they get, they're getting caught up in the weeds of life. A lot of responsibilities, a lot of pressures going in 10 different directions. And it really became clear that men and myself included needed some uh, perspective uh, into and where they are. They also needed some decision criteria for deciding how they're going to use their time and their life going forward. And what, what, are they, what do you say no to? What do you say yes to? And it, it's been striking to me over the years that so many smart people have a sense that they need to get more focused, but they really just don't know how to, because it's hard to know what to say no to. Yeah. Uh, we started developing these tools and uh, started using them a lot about 20 years ago. And then about 12 years ago, we, we launched uh, into this doing doing this uh, your one degree full time. Well, that's fantastic. I was actually watching a little bit of a video kind of you explaining the, the one degree. And you, you talk about how if you can kind of figure out in your 20s, what your purpose is. It's going to save you from a lot of angst, from a lot of heartache. And that's exactly what this podcast is for. Our, our podcast, our audience is targeted towards those 20 to 30-year-olds who uh, maybe have just graduated, graduated college. Maybe they're finding themselves in a leadership role in, in their work. Uh, they're obviously maybe starting a family. And they're getting to a point in their career where they realize that they're starting to become into these leadership roles. They're becoming a leader of a family and they're becoming a leader at their, their work. And when I was in that position, you know, 10, 15 years ago, 
that was a, a situation where I didn't really know what to do. There was no like instruction manual for, for this part of my life. And so I believe that as I was listening to what you were talking about with the one degree, um, this is really going to drive down to helping you be more focused in your life uh, so you can operate in the gifts that God has created for you. So I'm really excited about this because I think this is a message that our audience definitely needs to hear. So I want to tee it up for you. If you can give a little bit of an intro to what your one degree is, I know there's a lot to it, but let's kind of get started down that path. To you, what is your one degree? Well, your one degree really refers to of the 360 degrees that you can go in life, uh, I believe that God has one degree for you, which speaks to uh, pretty pretty intense focus, but also speaks to direction. So uh, we can go in a lot of different directions. I believe that if a person's asking the question, what's my one degree or what's my particular purpose, probably a more helpful question to ask is, at this point in my life, who has God made me to be? Because he's a master architect, he's a master designer, he, he designed us for a purpose. And, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says we're his workmanship, uh, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared ahead of time. So he's, he's prepared things for us to do, but they're tied to our uniqueness. So the more we can understand our uniqueness, then the more likely we're going to discover that which he's really uh, prepared for us to do. So that's what this process is about. We take people through uh, about seven or eight exercises to better understand their design. There's an acrostic called design, and the D stands for drivers, which are abilities that actually energize a person's heart. We have hundreds of abilities, but there's only a handful of those abilities that actually energize us when we use them, where where we lose track of time. Uh, using that ability. And uh, so we want to help a person understand what that is. Then we look at the E of design, which is your experiences, your story. You have a unique story, and God wants to use your story. He doesn't want you to try to get over your story, but to try to understand it and then use it. He he knew your story in eternity past. So a lot of guys are uh, don't really see that. We try to help them with that. And then uh, we look at S, the other skills and knowledge. Uh, we ask a guy, uh, you know, why does he know what he know- knows? And uh, he knows what he knows because he wanted to know it, he had to know it, or he was around people who knew it. A lot of guys kind of take for granted what they know. But I, I like them to understand what they know and, uh, and then figure out maybe there's a way God wants to use that knowledge in a particular way. And uh, the eye of design is your interest and passions. We basically try to help a person figure out what are they, who do they most want to help do what at this point in their life? And part of the answer to that is who don't they want to help anymore? Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much that they don't want to help, but they recognize that they aren't, they aren't really a good solution to that problem. Uh, God doesn't use them that way very much. And uh, so learning how to say no to things that are mainly just concerns or interests or maybe burdens, but to help them find out what really is a passion of theirs that they will consistently take action on. Then uh, the G of design is your giftedness. What are your spiritual gifts? And then we look at each gift has a spectrum. So So we want to help a guy figure out where on that spectrum does God use that gift? Is it? So an example, if I have a gift of exhortation or encouragement, 
I may not be the guy who can speak to thousands at a time, or I may not be the guy that just speaks to uh, one student at a time. Maybe I'm a combination of things. Maybe I, maybe I speak to uh, uh, groups of people. So we want to help them with that. And then, lastly, the N is stands for nature, your key key personality traits, and your capacities. And what's fascinating about all this is that God has given us each a unique design. And we work a guy through these, or a gal through these processes, these exercises, so that they can have a one-page summary of the high points of who they are at this point. And what is powerful about that is that that one-page summary can become a decision grid for them. And as guys and gals around the world have been using this in their decision-making, it has helped so many people get much more focused. Yeah much more effective, and, uh, and it really frees them up from a lot of the, um, the, the pressures they can feel to, to be so many things to so many people. So that's kind of a quick summary. Yeah, no, you, you go a lot deeper into a lot of, one of the things that you said in one of the things that I was listening to was that if you align with your design, it will point you to your one degree. And for me, the design acronym that you kind of laid out there is fantastic because a lot of times we, we talk to people about being more focused, you know, following one course until success, fi- finding what you're passionate about and niching down to that specific thing. And what design does, what that acronym does is it helps you really figure out what it is. And you called it a design grid or a decision grid. I mean, would it be fair to call that almost like your, your personal mission statement at that point? Yeah, I mean, the personal mission statement really ought to flow from your design grid. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing, too, is that we really want, what this process does, it really helps a person uh, become much more aware of what is God doing in their life. Uh, and I actually tell guys, this, this really isn't about you. This is about what God is doing in your life. And then if you, pay, if you become better and better at, at discerning God's ways with you, then you're much more likely to be able to move into your particular purpose. And you're also more likely to recognize when he isn't blessing something that you're trying to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and as men, you know, we're pretty hard-headed sometimes, and we just kind of keep pounding away at something, and we wonder why it's not working. And oftentimes, it, oftentimes it's, you know, God doesn't intend it to work uh, because it doesn't line up with who you are. Uh, I've I've been I've coached a whole lot of missionaries and, and pastors and parachurch people and businessmen, but I've been astounded at uh, that God is God lets a godly person suffer if they drift away from their design. You know, it was confusing to me at first, but when I realized that God is so passionate about the design He's given us, and really. Um, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like if an eagle were to try to be a squirrel, how much of God's glory would would, would be missed? It would probably be on YouTube. It'd be funny, but it yeah. wouldn't be wouldn't wouldn't display God's glory that can be that that's there with an eagle soaring. We humans do this a lot. We try to be somebody else, and uh, we kind of short circuit the glory that God wants to display through our life. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing when we can really understand our design. So, so what we have found we have to do is it's one thing to have a book out there. It's one thing to have a workbook. But most people need 
someone sitting across the table from them with a cup of coffee or something being a sounding board. Yeah. To even challenge some conclusions that they're reaching or address some situations that they're in. And, and we found that the coaching uh, is really what moves people forward more than anything. Most of us have a bunch of workbooks. We've been, we've been to seminars and classes, but the workbook has pretty much stayed in the shelf uh, since we took the class. And we haven't really referred to it very much. And uh, we want to help somebody really implement what they learn from this process by spending time with them. One of the things that you brought up that um, that I really was tuning into was uh, when we're talking about purpose and we're talking about uh, identifying what God is doing in your life. Like for me, that was one of those things that um, I had to really start looking back and reflecting a little bit because I think uh, myself as an, as an example – I think we get so caught up in just floating through life that we don't really pay attention to what's going on. Like we get kind of in that routine. We get into that, uh, you know, this is what we do every single day. This is who I am. I wake up, I go to work, I, I come home, I eat dinner, I play with the kids and I go to bed. And we just kind of forget that there's a bigger picture to the to everything. One of the things that I, I want to challenge people to do, and I believe that you do this through your coaching, is is first and foremost, pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what your strengths are. And that's what I love about, you know, the courses that you have with the one degree is that you're going to really challenge people through that coaching that you were talking about to identify what areas in your life is God blessing and what areas in your life should you be saying no to because there's no fruit coming from it. That right there, I think, is, is really, really valuable. And I didn't really figure that out until only a couple years ago. I think what you were you were saying in, in, in your message to the to the people that I was listening to was imagine if a hundred of you tuned into this now. Like what kind of change would happen if we were more in tune with what our what's going on, where we're being blessed and we're more in tune with our purpose? What's the result of that? Well, that's that's really true, Evan. And you know, uh, I love working with ambitious uh, people and goal-oriented people, and uh, they have drive and so forth. But what's so interesting is <laughs> the more I get to know them, they actually seem to be just reacting to the demands of their environment. Exactly. Rather than knowing well who they are and being proactive with, with who they are. You know, when I worked at a company here in town and I, and I just left a meeting with the, the chairman, the my elevator ride back from that meeting is, was a turning point in my life, and I was 47 years old. And I, I made a decision on that elevator ride to be proactive with who I was for the first time in my life. One of the things that came out of that, and I, I'm just giving you the top level of all this, but one of the things that came out of that was that chairman eventually uh, sent me an email saying that you've accomplished more productive change than any other person in this company, any all 4,000 of the employees. It got my attention and and eventually led to my having conversations with that chairman and him trusting Christ. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, as a result, and uh, my passion for these men and women are that they they really start to learn how to be proactive with who God's made them to be. Because if they're just reacting day in and day out, it's very unlikely that the men especially will lead their families when they get home. Because mm -hmm. uh, so they've just been reacting all day, so you, you kind of stay in that reacting mode, and uh, so that's another concern that I have. 
ultimately, one of my major drivers in my life is that I want to give tools to guys and gals in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s that will help them not be taken out by midlife issues or by just plateauing in life because of they just get tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've asked several thousand men, Evan, this question. Uh, how many of you can name five men that you know personally over 50 who still inspire you because they understand who they are. They know precisely what God's given, given them to do and they're doing it every day uh, with, with passion. I think I've had two guys who knew five and, and really I bet we've got, we've, we've had less than 20 guys say that they knew one person. Wow. Which is sad because that might include their dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, I want my sons to be able to look at my life and to to sense that it's really my life has been unexplainable. They have sensed that God has taken an ordinary guy and done amazing things to an ordinary guy who has just discerned what his design is and has offered it to the Father to use, and that God has done what he wants to do through a, an ordinary person's life. And it gives them hope. And it gives them something to shoot for. Yeah. Well, you know, and hope is a is one of those things that I never really truly understood hope until you kind of understand despair. When you get to that point where you just, you don't feel like there's an answer out there. You feel like you're completely alone and you just don't have an answer. And that hope is that turning point that comes where you realize that is not just despair anymore, but there is an opportunity there. And I think that if we can help young individuals find their passions, find their purpose, that in in a way that's providing hope to them because I would say that there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that their life has any sort of meaning. They feel like they're here for a certain period of time, they're supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but what is it truly mean and when we really talk about passions and you talk about the things that bring you alive the things that give you life that makes time fly i think that's when when you're truly operating in your passions those are the things that give you hope to know that there's something more than that we talked i've talked to several people on this podcast and when i talk to them you can just feel the passion in their voice you you talk to them and you sit there and you go how is it possible that somebody would say something like, uh, I've never worked a day in my life. Because to some people, if they're not operating in their passions, they believe that everything's work. But I, I, what I want to try to show through this is that there is that other side. There is people out there that are so passionate about what they're doing and so in love with their purpose and so aligned with that, that that statement becomes true to them. Well, it's, it's that's so, so good, Evan. And, and, um, you know, I can, I'm just thinking of four men that I started working with in their mid-20s years ago. Uh, just sharp guys. Now they're in their 50s. And they have they embraced what we're talking about. They got much more focused. And each of those men have had a major impact on our city. Yeah. But And they also, now here's another thing. They flew right through midlife. They never even experienced any of the typical things that guys often experience in midlife. Yeah. Of, of kind of really wondering why they're doing what they're doing and, and, and really 
wondering about a lot of things in life. So I love to work with men in their 30s, in their 30s and in their 20s. And if we can help them get this, like you were saying earlier, it'll save them so much trouble in the future. And, and really, the, there's six things we're trying to help a guy with that they would have, and we call them the six Fs, focus, freedom to really be who they are, who God made them to be, fulfillment, fruitfulness, fun, and so that they will uh, be able to finish well. And uh, so that's that's what's on my heart. You know, we, we're just looking for men who and women who are willing to pay the price to take a good look at who they are, who God's made them to be, and, and then start aligning, uh, taking steps to align with who God's made them to be rather than who they think the world wants them to be. Yeah, one of the things that, uh, or one of the verses that you reference is Ephesians 2.10, which is we are God's workmanship. Uh, we are created for specific works that God has prepared for us. And one of the things that we've we've also talked about on some of these similar podcasts, and actually one of the things I talked about with, with uh, Paul Wizikowski in a, in a previous podcast, was that my path is not your path. And talking about how sometimes people will get caught up in the comparison game, where they're looking at somebody else who's maybe operating in their purpose or maybe successful or, or doing these specific things in their life. And they look at that and go, well, why am I not doing that? Or to the other uh, side of it, they just try to be that other person. And when they try to be that other person, the own, the highest level they can achieve of trying to be that other person is second best. They will never truly be that as good as that person because they're not that person. And so what I love about what the One Degree talks about is finding out who you are so that you can be the best version of yourself, essentially what you were created to be. That's a big deal. And uh, I've, been, I've been raised around some very high-octane people. Unfortunately, I was encouraged to and I decided to just be the best that I can be. And uh, it's, I'm just so glad I did that. And it's, what's so fun is that these people are just thrilled with what God's done in my life. Uh, I've just gone down the path he has for me, not what he's doing with them. And uh, there's one other thing I just wanted to share if we have time. Is Absolutely, yeah. We talk a lot about singles, doubles, and home runs. And uh, I would imagine everybody listening to this podcast uh, are achievers. And so all of you have, have uh, accomplished so it's no longer a question whether or not you're going to accomplish. Uh, you will accomplish. Uh, you know, singles and doubles are good accomplishments. You, you get on base with them. Uh, when I was in corporate life, I probably I had a lot of singles and doubles. And some of those things were just industry firsts, you know. But, the, but a home run is when God invades what you do where you, know, you kind of go about your work, but it's almost as if God jumps on top of it and produces something that only he can produce. And uh, my heart for uh, people is that they move to a season in their life where home runs become uh, frequent, yeah. where it becomes a, a regular part of their week. Uh, and that's what's happening in my life. Uh, I just see God hit home runs almost every day. And uh, that's what keeps me going at 67. Uh, I see God use my life in ways that only he can do. 
and I know it's not about me, but I've just learned how to be in situations where he tends to hit home runs. So that's that's kind of what this one degree thing uh, is about too. So, well, one thing I did want to ask you about was holy holy unrest, and I, th- I think you're kind of tied into that with the home run thing. Is so if you could explain oh, what you mean by holy unrest, and does holy unrest ultimately leave you lead you to a point where God is hitting those home runs in your life? That's that's the goal. So I, I like to view holy unrest. Here's what happens. You know, so a guy is trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good father. He's trying to be a good worker. He's trying to do a lot of the right things. But then he's got this thing going on in his heart where it's 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 like, well, this is it. Is there something more? And I think a lot of that is, can be from the Lord urging you to move, move in his direction a little more. It's almost as if he has, he's saying, hey, good job way to go with what you're doing, but I've got something more I want to show you. Yeah. And I want to move you toward your particular purpose, your one degree. If you pay attention, I'll take you there. So I like to see, I like to view the holy unrest as almost an attaboy. Yeah. Versus, hey, you're a dirt ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and the guys who respond that way are the guys that really find some real breakthrough in their life. So what's confusing to a lot of men and women is they, they feel this holy unrest and they feel guilty about it or they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. They're confused. And, and I hope this kind of helps uh, clear up some confusion. No, absolutely. Well, I wanted to kind of close with this. And, and, and this is actually something that you kind of start with in the very beginning when you're talking about uh, your one degree. And you talk about abiding in Jesus. You talk about that being kind of uh, a day-to-day relationship um, that produces character, faith, and wisdom, and it ultimately kind of leads towards your general purpose. And I don't want to skip over that because I think that that's one of those things that, especially as we're getting into our 20s, 30s, and 40s, I believe the importance of that goes up exponentially because if you're in a situation where you're not abiding and having that relationship, that when those pressure points come, those stress points comes, and when when it feels like the world's against you, that's where you start to feel alone. That's where you start to feel like you're not, obviously not in your purpose, but that you're, again, in that, that point of despair. So talk, from, uh, talk if, you, if you can, just a little bit about what it means to abide in Jesus. And if you're following your one degree, how does that kind of merge in with everything else? Uh, great question. For me, uh, for years, I was, I'd ask people, what does abiding mean? And I, I never really got good answers. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> So what, for what it means to me, and I talk about it in the book, is awareness of his presence. I'm surrendered to his, his will. I'm seeking his direction. And I'm, I'm also alert to what's going on in my heart. And what's neat about, and it's a lifetime journey to learn how to do this on a more consistent basis. But what I've loved about the one degree stuff is when, when you've got your design summary done, your decision grid done, in the morning, you can talk to the Lord about the day, and then you can ask him, Lord, show me how to use my design better today. Help me be alert to those things I should say yes to or initiate, and help me be alert to those things I need to say no to because it's not the best use of me. And so it really enhances that whole abiding effort that we uh, start out with in the day, and, and actually it motivates and directs better when I understand uh, my design. 
But it's all about abiding. You're right, Evan. The extent to which we abide is the extent to which we're going to produce maximum kingdom impact. That's fantastic. Say that again. The extent at which you abide. Yeah. The extent to which we abide is is, is the extent to which we produce maximum kingdom impact. Wow. That right there is a powerful statement that I definitely need to dwell on for a little bit. But I, I think it emphasizes the importance of that day-to-day walk, that day-to-day relationships. And, and like I said, for our audience, you know, this is something that I hope that they really can kind of tune into, that it is more than just floating through life. It is more than just the daily grind of the things that you do. You are created per, for a purpose, and you were designed for a specific thing. And one of the things that I love you talk about is that true worship is operating in that design that you were created for and giving it back to God. So Dave, what is the best way for people to, to, to connect with you? How do they get involved with the One Degree? How do they kind of get into a point where they can um, go through and find out what their design is uh, with the One Degree? Well, they can call or text me at 918-269-5000. Okay. They can email me at dajewett one at gmail.com. They can go on our website, youronedegree.com. It's all spelled out. Uh-huh. Um, and they can sign up on the website to be coached or to order material. Or We want to come alongside men and women and help them any way we can. Kind of give me a little bit of an idea of like what, what does the coaching look like? Is it How long does it go for? You know, what, what, what is it a long process? Is it something that you can do like just through workbooks yourself or, or what is that? What does the process look like? Well, we, we say that if you just, if you just get the workbook and you work through the workbook yourself, you'll probably get about 30% of the benefit. Okay. Okay. If you, if you use a coach, uh, which, you know, can take anywhere from, you know, four sessions, four half hour to 45 minute sessions to eight sessions and you can spread that out over uh you know a two to four month period of course i've had some guys spread it out over three years okay. but, <laughs> you know but you know it's it's uh i think staying focused on it and that's <clears throat> so we, and we we can either meet face to face or we can do it on the phone i coach a lot of guys around the around the world on skype or uh or on the phone and uh, I like to do face-to-face whenever I can. And uh, we have some other coaches that, w- that also uh, coach people. We have uh, women who coach women. We have couples that coach couples. We have uh, uh, men that coach men. So it's just really just contacting us through our website. And if you want to do that, or you can contact, contact us directly with our phone number or email. Well, what I'll do is I'll put the, that email address and the phone number in the notes of this podcast so anyone listening to this can uh, click through that or, or connect with you that way. But Dave, thank you again for taking the time to really dive into this. This has been uh, very educational for me, and it's it's great to see. Like I believe we're all kind of point, trying to point people in the, in the same direction and just kind of see the different ways uh, that, that it's possible to do that. And so I want to, first of all, commend you on, on what you've done with the one degree. I've talked to so many people that have really grown because of it and feel like they're truly operating in that passion. You talked about asking people like, you know, who are five guys over the age of 50 
um, that you believe are truly operating in their passions. I believe that some of the people that I've talked to just recently um, who have taken your course are on that path to where when they do turn 50, I will be able to answer that question for you. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, we definitely look forward to hearing from you more. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.